Still to come on Taking Care of Business, news of 75 new jobs for Athlone. But first we're going to look at the issue of the gender pay gap. That in this country at present, it stands at 14.4%. And that means that across the workforce, women earn on average 14.5% less than men for every hour they work. Well, an organisation called Work Equal highlights this issue every November and has done so for the past five years on Equal Pay Day. That effectively is the date from which point women in the workforce are working for free for the rest of the year when compared to their male counterparts. Now, I'm sure many of you are aware of the gender pay gap, but people may not be aware of kind of, you know, how big it is, why it exists as well, and indeed, you know, how come it was there in the first place. But let's try to find out more about that and about what's been done about it. And I'm delighted to be joined by Sonia Lennon. And Sonia is a well-known designer, businesswoman and social entrepreneur. And you're probably very familiar with Sonia from Off the Rails and RTE. She's also the co-founder of fashion brand Lennon Courtney. And she brought the independent charity Dress for Success to Ireland in 2011. And Work Equal has evolved from Dress for Success too. So I'm delighted now to be joined by Sonia. And she's here to tell us more about a new report that they commissioned and research that was done by B&A into the gender pay gap. Sonia, yesterday marks a quite a significant day and as you've kind of bluntly put it, it's the point in the year at which point most women are actually working for free for the rest of the year. Surely that can't be still happening in 2021. Yeah, well, Ronan, thank you so much. And I think it's safe to say that we're commemorating rather than celebrating this particular <laughs> day. Um, yeah, look, it, it, it's a very... Um, complex issue. It is based in the legacy structures of our businesses and the fact that women used to work at all. So um, it's a fact of life at the moment, unfortunately, um, but one that the more awareness is brought to it, the more we can address um, I suppose the issues that can facilitate and, and accelerate change. So you're absolutely right. Um, the, the current gap stands at 14.4 down from 14.9 last year. Um, and this is a kind of a, a global um, uh, measure of, of men's earnings versus women's earnings by hour across a workforce. So I suppose what's interesting for us now is that uh, the government did bring into legislation, uh, Minister Roderick O'Gorman, the, the Gender Pay Gap Reporting Bill, which is going to see us fall into line with the UK in terms of our requirements um, to, I suppose, heat map men's and women's earnings in Ireland. Now, uh, it, it is limited in its scope to businesses that have more than 250 of a workforce at the moment. So it's the beginning. It's a starting point, I suppose, and we see that happening with other things like the corporation tax rates. It applies to certain businesses and probably no surprise to hear that there's a, there's a cap in terms of the businesses in it. But, you know, you mentioned there about getting more in line with what the UK are doing. That 14.4% figure that you said down from 149 last year, where were we when you first started reporting on this in 2016? Um, I can't remember the exact figure, but what I do very strongly remember, Ronan, is is the sentiment that we experienced six years ago when we started, in fact. And I, I suppose that was the um, the motivation to conduct this research with behaviour and attitude. So six years ago when we started the campaign, and just, just actually to give a little bit of context, we were dressed for success at the time, and our mission is to support women towards economic independence by helping them to be successful at job interview and beyond. Um, and, and really, we do that by um, providing clothing is one element of it, providing um, 
professional support at uh, messaging their own skills. And, and, and the good news about us transitioning to work equal is that with that, we also transition to become a national service. So all of your listeners, wherever they are, can avail of, of the services that Work Equal provide to help them to be their best selves, the best version of themselves at interviews so that they can land that job and move towards economic independence. So I suppose the whole Work Equal campaign began six years ago when we realised that, you know, it, it's great that we can support the individual woman, but the problem is that the systems in place are still pro- Inclusive to her progression once she gets into the workplace. And that's really, I suppose, when the high-level advocacy started in terms of kind of really looking at how our systems were working and where they fit for purpose for women. And, and when we did start, oh, we were castigated. I mean, it was literally uh, derision at every turn and people thought we were lying, that the gender pay gap didn't exist. Um, and so now, mind you, that is to say the people who shouted loudest were saying that. Now we have the facts that 74% of the Irish population believe that closing the gender pay gap should be a priority of government and employers alike. And that's really great to hear that um, men and women alike get it and they see it as an inequity. Because you also speak about the the role that men have, you know, in enacting positive change in this too. And I suppose that's hugely important that it's not just a women's only issue. It's not a women's issue, Ron. You're absolutely right. This is a sort of a, a socioeconomic issue that affects all aspects of of how we do the business of being Ireland, if you like, um, from you know from from how we we parent, how we educate our children, all the way up to the decision making tables in in the halls of power at every level. So who is sitting around those tables? Um, and if we don't, um, you know, inculcate a sense of representative decision making, where women and men are making decision for the women and men of Ireland there's something a little bit askew. So that's really the goal, um, is that we can we can be representative. That's what it's all about. It is. And men, you're absolutely right. Men are a huge part of that. Um, and, and, and one of the really interesting um, points that came out of the report and the, the research that we did is that older men get it. They, they fully support this as an initiative um, because... I guess through their own life experience, either through their partners or wives' experience, through their experience as leaders in their own businesses, or through their their, um, their children's experience, their daughter's experience, they can see those inequities rolling out over time. And, and it is one of the challenges is that when, when people enter the workforce, um, a lot of the barriers that they face are invisible, and they only begin to understand them once they experience them. Yeah, it is interesting. I, I noticed that in the report, actually, how older men are more in support of it. One other thing that jumped out at me, actually, was 16%, or say, the majority, 70% of people hmm. believe concerns about the gender pay gap represent an awareness on a real issue, which is encouraging. There's 16%, though, that believe it's political correctness gone too far. Um, are we always going to have that, do you think, or will that eventually just kind of trickle away to zero over time? I think I don't think it'll trickle to zero, and I think we would hope to we'd hope to reduce that a little bit further. But I think the reality of life is that there are always going to be um, polarized thinking at, at either end of the scale, you know, um, and and that's that's just the way things are. There's actually a huge report done um, in in the US about political sentiment in that regard, and they found that you know either to the far left or the far right there was about you know nine to ten percent of outliers. And um, with extreme thinking, so you're always going to have it to an extent. And of course, when it comes to looking at things like the the gender pay gap, then 
if it was to get to a point where, say, parity is reached and you don't need to report on this anymore. Um, what happens, though, if we find that women's pay then in 10 years or 20 years time is actually far exceeding the males and it's put women where maybe some women would say they should have been in the first place? What if it's completely backfires on you and goes the other way and us poor men are shouting and, and releasing our reports <laughs> every November? That's backfire, Ronan, is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I think, uh, you know... I, I, Based on some reports, at the rate of change at the moment, that's going to be 120 years down the line. So I don't think you need need to fear for your, your remuneration at the moment. Uh, and I think that's a real concern that some some outliers do believe that this is a zero-sum game, that if, you know, if women are let in, men will be pushed out. That's really not what it's about. It's actually about, um, you know, a, 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 a developing systems that, that support men and women to thrive equally. And I, I think... You know, there's another report actually by McKinsey, which talks about this idea of covering, not bringing your whole self to work, you know, kind of slightly being fearful of who you are. And 45 percent of white men report that in the workplace. I I think a lot of men aren't happy with the status quo either. We're we're being, you know, worked to practical extinction with our always on work culture. So I, I think we have a real opportunity to change the way we do things for the better for everybody. And I think a lot of men particularly, um, you know, the next generation coming up are really interested in in playing a fulsome role in parenting and caring duties and and being part of that. You only have to look at Helen McEntee and her husband coming out and saying that they were equally sharing um, parental leave. These are really positive steps. And the more role modelling we have uh, for that, the better. And actually, there was another report in parallel yesterday which showed that... um, men who do take an active role in parenting report um, much better relationships with their kids, unsurprisingly, but but much happier and fulfilled children as a result of it. So it means everybody wins. I think so. And of course, within that then, you know, one, if there's a silver lining, you know, from the whole kind of COVID-19 pandemic, it possibly is that it is giving, let's be straight with it, a lot of men a reality, you know, a, a look into the realities of what it's like on a daily basis, balancing family and trying to balance that with work as well, which... I guess that's one positive we can take from everything and it, it probably certainly helps the you know helps the, your plight in this too. I think it does and even in the report you know there is a lot of um, and actually the report is, is available on workequal.ie if anybody would like to have a look deep into under the hood and see the demographics and the whole scope of it which is nationally representative um, and, and there is a lot in there about caring duties and, and, and who has the responsibility for that and even down to um, who pays for childcare and um, there is a small percentage of women who, who are paying for childcare and it's, that's a very big issue in fact it's an issue that we're addressing at our our annual conference, our Work Equal Conference, on the 25th of November. Um, that's, we're delighted to say that's sponsored by Sullis and Permanent TSB. We are looking at reimagining childcare as a pillar of closing the gender pay gap because the gender pay gap is really the symptom, not the cause. So we really need to look at the symptoms here. Sonia, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you and um, you know, your, your number there of 120 years has kind of frightened me a small bit anyway but you, you certainly <laughs> you, you, you certainly rebut- it was a good rebuttal we'll I give you that. <laughs> Thanks a million Sonia Lennon it's been a pleasure thank you very much and as Sonia says there if you'd like to find out more you can go to workequal.ie and that full behaviour and attitude report is available to download there too and it makes for very interesting reading um, I'll share it on, on uh, LinkedIn and social media after the show tonight as well if you were looking for a copy of that